Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. It's Rich Birch, your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you're having a great week as you kind of lead up to this weekend. Uh, today, we've got Mike Lynch on the phone. Uh, super excited to have him uh, join us on the show today. He's from North Star Church in Kennesaw, Georgia. Mike's a great guy, fantastic leader, uh, and I really look forward to having you on the show today, Mike. Thanks for being here. Man, great to be here, Rich. Glad to be with you guys and look forward to all that's ahead. This nice. Nice. Wow, this is fantastic. I love, uh, you know, love your church. I love what you guys are doing. Um, why don't we start with just kind of give us a sense of your church. Kind of tell us a little bit of the North Star story. Absolutely. We began 17 years ago. We turned 17 this past January. And uh, we began, as like a lot of other churches, as a church for people who didn't go to church. We were sort of pioneers. There was one other church start in our community back then. And uh, it made it a little easier. I think we didn't face a lot of the, the struggles right. that church planters face today because there's so many like them. But we had a heart. What separated us was we had a heart to serve and reach our community. And that was probably still today the thing that separates us the most. And we've seen a pretty amazing ride over the past 17 years. A lot of people coming and uh, a lot of influence we've been able to gain in our community. Yeah, this is the thing that really attracted me or, you know, I, I leaned forward and I and I said, you do what at your church? You know, it was, I think a lot of churches talk about serving the community. That's, it's like, that sounds great. Who's going to be the person that puts up their hand and says, yeah, no, I, we don't want to serve our community. But why don't you give us a sense of maybe some of the ways that North Star does that? Absolutely. It really, it's a 365 a day year deal. We have two full-time people on our staff that do nothing but reach out into our community. We've wow. served through schools, ball fields, businesses, business associations, any opportunity we can get. We uh, They begin the year by meeting with the key players in the community, the mayors, hmm. the, the principal social workers, finding out what the needs are, and then we partner with the community to help meet those needs. So rather than us creating our own ideas, we find out what the needs are, and then we, we have something they don't have, and we have volunteers. Right. We have thousands of people that call North Star home that the statistics tell us 80% of people have the gift of helps or service. <laughs> and so really you're activating them and giving them the opportunity. So we, we have a thing on our website, northstarchurch.org, it's called In the Community. You can click on and volunteer from everything from special needs kickball buddies to volunteering at high school football games to volunteering at schools as a mentor to whatever it may be, but there's tons and tons of opportunities to serve. Hmm. Now, I, you know, I think there's probably a lot of churches that are listening in and thinking, gosh, I'm having a hard time getting volunteers for my own stuff. Um, you know, how do I do that? Give us a sense of what that actually looks like for people that are attending North Star. Sure. It's culture. And, and over the course of time, it becomes culture. People know that's what you're about. And for a lot of people, it's a great first step. They're not going to they're not going to feel like they know enough. Our, our normal person is a person who hasn't been in church. About mm -hmm. 70% of our crowd was, I would say, de-church. They probably had church in their, in their childhood somewhere, but they've been out for a long time. They're former Catholic, 60%, I think around 60 70% of our folks grew up Catholic. So right. this is all brand new to them. This is all something that, that's 
that's uh, learning the Bible, learning what that's all about. So they're not going to teach a small group. They're not going to lead a children's class, but they'll flip a, a hamburger on Friday night. They'll right, they'll right. hold a kid's hand and run down the baseline at a special needs kickball game. Hmm. They'll do that, or they'll serve at a homeless shelter cooking breakfast because that's something they can do. And for what we found is a pla- it's a platform to getting involved in more ministry at the church. Right. Absolutely. Now, how do you? How does your you know your staff actually interface with you know let's say take the special needs sure. you know sports association how do they actually interface with them you know what does how does that work what does that transaction look like yeah we we call them and find out what their needs are and like mm-hmm. what they'll do is adopt a team so our church will adopt one team okay. and we provide volunteers for the year but we work straight through the parks and rec department because one of the flaws we saw when we were coming out was. The church creates our own models, and then once right. everybody – and we compete against what our community is right. already doing. And our goal was to make what our community does better. So mm. rather than creating our own sport – and this is just our model. It's not right or wrong. Right. Yeah. Rather than creating our own sports league, we said, look, let's partner with what they're already doing mm. and enhance what they do because it makes our community a better place to live. Absolutely. Now, I also noticed that this extends not only to your people, but also your facilities. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because this is actually how I originally got uh, introduced to North Star. I was at, uh, I was in Georgia at your church at an event, um, and it was late at night. It was like 10 o'clock at night, and one of your staff was there. And the organization I was there with, I, I, you know, it's funny because I was there kind of helping them. And then they, I said to them, like, man, like, and these guys, you're giving you good service. You know, what are you guys paying to rent this place? And then they leaned forward and said, "We're not paying anything. Now we're probably going to give them some money." But I said, "You're kidding me. This this staff member is here so late at night helping out. Um, that's amazing. You know, that's that's incredible. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you know even the facility use because you extended even to that? Yeah, that, that's very good, Rich. And I think this is something that. I go back to the beginning of North Star when we're renting schools and when we're meeting. We used to always say we want our buildings to be occupied more than Sunday mornings. And that was sort of the heart. And then as we sort of organically grew into this, we discovered, man, what an opportunity around our community, schools, businesses, they love to do off-sites. They love to do things. So we said, let's Let's open up what God's blessed us with. We remember that large by any stretch. We have about 66,000 square feet of buildings uh, between our two buildings there on campus. Let's leverage those. Let's don't use them every day for something for the church. And what's ended up happening over the course of time, last year there were 150 events of 250 people or more that don't go to the church. So the, wow. these weren't church events. They were, they were baccalaureates for schools. They were, we host a lot of educators, breakfasts and lunch. We host business association events. And that doesn't include Chick-fil-A, a local uh, food organization. They do their corporate um, operator meetings for that community. We host all of those. <laughs> and for us, it's a way for people who don't go to church, the way we see it, it's a way for people who don't go to church to comfortably come into an environment and learn, you know what, this isn't that scary a place. And right. we want to be we want to be the church that when their life hits a wall and they don't know any other church, they go, you know, I went to a swim banquet there. I went to a lacrosse banquet. I went to a baseball banquet. And they end up walking in the doors and feel comfortable. And right. so that's our heart. That's why we do it that way. 
Gosh, I, you know, I just I wanted to slow down there and just take that in. You know, so you're telling me last year you had 150 events almost every other day. Yes. Um, an event of 200 plus people at your building. That's amazing. Yeah. Huh. Well, and we try not to occupy it with church stuff. I think right. the easiest thing for us to do when you get out of a school for a church planner, when you get out of a school is go, gosh, we got our own building. So right. seven days a week, we've got to put something there. Right. Uh, we're just the opposite. We want, we want those things to happen in homes. We mm -hmm. want those things to happen. We, we meet Sundays there corporately, but during the week, we want our people in their community, at their neighborhoods, uh, we meet in businesses for small groups, which leaves our build. I think a lot more churches would do it, but their buildings are tied up with what? They're tied up with stuff for their classes people. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, huh. which aren't wrong. No. But we're we're missing our opportunity to serve in our community, and so our our little our little tagline is we want to serve others until they ask why, and our facilities mm -hmm. managers they take on that and they. They really see their jobs more as host for our campus and right. concierge to our campus and making sure people have a great experience while they're there. Well, that's a, well that happened for me. I was like, I can't believe these people are wow. still serving us. Um, it's amazing, and so that's uh, that's that's fantastic. That's now, what awesome. would you what would you say to a church? You know, I, I'm, there's going to be pastors listening, church leaders listening today, who you know they've got they've got extra time in their schedule, they've got extra you know square footage. What would you say? How how would how could they take some first steps in that direction to say, hey, I'd like to open up? What were some things you'd like to learn? They can't go out and hire two full time people to look after that. What would you kind of say to them? Well, absolutely, and I've met with a lot of churches on the subject. This is a right. lot of work we've done with churches. I, I would say to, to talk to a business leader in your community, part, talk to a school, and begin with small steps. Say, look, when you do your teachers, they get tired of meeting in the cafeteria for their teacher work days. We would love to host you at our church. Now, we don't, we don't provide the food necessarily. We don't. They provide all their own stuff most most of the time. Sometimes we do, but most of the time they just want somewhere to go, and then our job is to create a great experience for them. And so I would begin with something small. And ours has gone from meeting with a school or with a business to business associations to the county school district hosting right. all their special needs teacher training. Um, counselor training, crisis training. They do all that there because it's a way for their people to get off-site. We've got all the facilities, and I believe God has given those to us to serve people with and to bless people with. And I don't if we have staff around, any staff member can do that. It's And most every church has some type of facilities, either someone who cleans or someone who helps. And to me, it gives them so much more ownership in the vision of who the church is to, to do more than, well, I just I clean the toilets and mop the floors. No, right. I'm, a, I'm a host for people who don't know the Lord. And I may be, and our two guys that are that manage ours, those two guys, they affect as many lives as anybody on our staff. Right. And so they have Absolutely. a huge buy-in to who we are. Right, absolutely. Yeah, it's, you know, I love it. It's like, uh, you know, I, the thing I love about, you know, your church is it's, it's it's bigger than a tactical issue. It's really at the heart of who you are. You see your church as like really involved in community ministry and saying, how do we engage? And this is just flowing out from that. It's almost like you see, you know, your entire church as like almost like a community center, a community kind of serving, you know, organization. It's it's amazing. Yep, that's that's a great way to say it, Rich. And I know one of the things we always say is we want to be that bridge that connects businesses, schools, 
Um, every we want to be that centerpiece, like the old. I think like churches used to be. The old right. downtown church was the centerpiece where kids learn to read. We want to be that for our community. You know, we talked about it in that conference. In fact, the old uh, business quote: "If you're not remarkable, you're invisible." And I think it's very easy to have a church sitting on a corner that's invisible to people who don't go there. We don't right. want to be that church. We want to be the church that the community can't do without. Right. Absolutely. Well, now anything else you'd say to church leaders just before we jump into the uh, the lightning round? I, you know what? I think the biggest thing is to ask questions. I think I think so many times we're afraid to go ask a principal, to go ask a social worker, to go ask a mayor or a police chief. Tell me what our community needs. I think it's a fear of what they may or may not say. Mm -hmm. I think, I believe they're waiting to be asked. I right. believe that they are waiting on somebody to go, hey, we care about you and we want to make this the best community in the world to live in. So how can we help you? And right. I believe that's part of our role as churches. Absolutely. Well, part of what I love that what you're doing is you're, you know, you're taking an active role in shaping the culture and community, but you're not taking it from like a kind of culture warrior, like, hey, you're wrong, we're right. Um, you're saying, hey, how can we work together? Um, we did a community service. We, you know, we done a bunch of community service stuff yeah. at our church, and last fall, um, just as an example, one of our campus pastors, we in char charged all our campus pastors to go to their mayors in their towns and say, similar kind of deal. We have X number of hours of volunteer labor. We'd love to you know, use it. Whatever you think you'd like to, to use it for, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. And um, this one mayor particularly was blown away. He was like, well, what's the catch? <laughs> Like, it's exactly no, right. They and there's like no catch at all. It was right. just like we want to we love this community. We love being here. We want to be a part of that. And actually, you know, the interesting thing about that was the next day that mayor doesn't doesn't know the Lord as far as we can tell. Like I don't who knows, right? Yeah. That mayor personally wrote a thousand dollar check dollar check to our church wow. and mailed it to us. And for you know, for somebody who's outside the church, that's an incredible amount of money. That um, is to say, I just want to support your church, and that has never been there. Has never now. Subsequently, he has, but up until that point, had never been to our church, and you know, and I I credit our campus pastor for doing a great job navigating right. that relationship, our volunteers for just, you know, coming through and delivering on a great experience. So this, you know, hopefully today this has been encouraging and, that, and that's uh, right on. you know, moving churches to think a little bit differently. This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Here we are in the lightning round um, where we ask similar questions to church leaders, try to get an insight into where they're, uh, where they're at. And today we have Mike Lynch from North Star Church in Kennesaw, Georgia. Super excited to have Mike on the show today. Uh, Mike, what's an online resource that you're using today that you're finding particularly helpful? Probably, of course, outside unseminary.com. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. I'll have to now that. I have to send you $20. <laughs> I, would say, I would say Evernote, and mm -hmm. I know that's something a lot of guys are already on, but I love it because I can, I can find, clip, put away things that really sort of were a pain trying to put back into a Word doc or even into a Google doc. It's been nice to have something I can find it, clip it, put it away, and go back to it a future date. That's probably the resource I'm using the most. I really think this show should probably be sponsored by Evernote because so many guys, if, if, if people haven't got the message yet, you need to at least try Evernote. That's uh, awesome. For sure. Uh, what's a book that you've read in the last six months or so that's you know, impacted your ministry and why? Uh, best book I've read in a long time is a book called Spiritual Leadership mm -hmm. by Richard and Henry Blackaby. Fantastic. Just spot on, gathers 
leadership from tons and tons and tons of different places, but really funnels it down to how does that operate through our life spiritually. It's it's spot on right on the money. Nice. Yeah, great book. Um, what's another ministry that is inspiring you and, and why? Uh, North Point. We're here in the Atlanta area. North Point's really a flagship. And not only are those guys on the creative cutting edge, but their hearts are right. And so uh, Andy's Leadership Podcast Monthly, man, is just for any leader, for any pastor, I recommend it to business leaders, ball coaches, mm-hmm. but man, that thing is just right there, and they're so great about providing resources other churches can use to come behind and learn from. Yeah, they're doing a great job. That's good to hear from you know a church that's in their backyard, you know, because I think a lot of times it's easy to be you know to be from another part of the country and be like North Point's great, but then to be right in their backyard and to be you know no we need they're they're great people that's fantastic. Now we hope they don't move across the street, of course. <laughs> as long as they stay thirty miles the other way, I think we'll be if yeah. if they come this way, it's called merger. Is what that's called. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if you if you could get fifteen minutes with any uh, you know leader alive, who would that be and why? I would say Dr. Graham, mm-hmm. and, and I think the biggest reason is he stood the test of time. Oh, you know, absolutely. there used to be a phase in all of our lives. I wanted to win the race. I wanted to be the lead dog, the lead runner. But now I think I've been in it. I've uh, been in it 24 years full time, and and I look back now. I want, I just want to finish, right. and I want to finish well. Right. And there's a guy who's not only run it and been in first place, but he's finishing strong. And I definitely that'd be the person. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so when you're not uh, hosting, you know, 150 events and just trying to serve your community, uh, what do you do for fun? How do you, you know, kick back, try to spend a bit of your Shabbat? Yeah, I would say, I, this is crazy and people think I'm nuts. I spend it on a ball field. When I leave the office every day, I go and I'm a football chaplain in the fall and nice. I'm a baseball pitching coach for a local high school in the spring. Oh, nice. That's, that's how I spend my time. I'm not a tennis guy, a golf guy. I putt-putt and lose to my wife, and so I'm not <laughs> much, of a, not much of, a, of, of a golf guy. But I love, I love being around athletics. That's in my – I played in college, so I enjoy that. So that's how I spend my time is out on a ball field with kids. Nice. How's your team looking this spring? Obviously, you're uh, warming right, up. How's it looking? Looking good, 6-0. and oh. Oh, Four good. in the region. Yeah, our pitchers are pitchers are keeping the ball down and uh, got a less than a one ERA right now. Wow. Six games in, so guys are doing a good job. Yeah, doing wow. a good job. That's fantastic. My son plays. Uh, my son plays ball. He's eleven. Uh, plays oh, on our travel awesome. travel team here. I I know so little about baseball. It's not funny, and so he he gives me more credit than it's due. But it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to spend. Uh, and and treasure sure. those experiences, man. Oh, my son, absolutely. My son's nineteen now, and so we went through all the travel ball years in high school. High school, and if we if we could boil back time, our mm-hmm. favorite time. We did a speaking engagement last year. Our favorite time were the rides to and from the game. Oh, so yeah, tre- totally. treasure that time, man. That's good stuff. Nice. Well, Mike, I appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you or your church, how can they do that? Yeah, you can find us on the web at northstarchurch.org. You can find me on my blog at mikelynch.com or at mikelynch on Twitter. Or send me an email. My email is listed right there on the church website. Nice. Mike, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Have a great week. Great. Thank you, Rich. Have a great day, buddy. Thanks See you now. Bye-bye. Yeah. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.